Hi guys, welcome to the Mindful Loving Project podcast where you will hear the stories of everyday people that have turned their pain into peace, power, and purpose. Get ready to expand your mind, find peace within your struggles, and learn new tools to face life more boldly. We are all in this together. So before we get into this amazing talk, I wanted to let you know about my eight-week private coaching program called Empowered Living. This is for men and women wanting to successfully recover from their toxic dating patterns, or in other words, their unhealthy relationship dynamics, and begin creating healthier relationships and lives. I bring a unique blend of formal psychotherapy training plus my own additional strategies to really help you shift your painful patterns, limiting beliefs, and unresolved emotions that are keeping you stuck. You know, just because your life has been a certain way doesn't mean it has to continue being that way. There's no reason why you can't change and create a new reality, one that includes more freedom in your life and healthy, strong relationships. So to learn more, visit the link in my podcast description. In this week's episode, human design expert Kelly Rowland explains what human design is, the different types involved, and how knowing our type can better help us understand ourselves and our relationships. I am super excited about sharing this conversation with you guys. You know, over the last few months, I've been really diving deep into human design myself and have been resonating so much with this multifaceted system of understanding human behavior and our energy DNA. It's also given me really great insight into my partner's personality and our relationship dynamic as a whole. So I really hope that you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Yeah, so I'm, I've been living the nomadic lifestyle for the past few years, um, but I've been li- living in Mexico for the last three and a half months. That is so cool. It's amazing here. I love it. I was up in the country before this for two months and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I needed a little bit more social vibes. I needed yeah. some city life. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be here for another, maybe another two months. We'll see. I'm just going to flow with it. But because I do my work online, I'm, I'm pretty flexible to go wherever I want to go. <laughs> I know. That is so wonderful. I actually just transitioned. I was a mental health therapist for a while. Mm-hmm. And then um, I like transitioned into coaching because my boyfriend and I were building a rig. So we're wow. like, yeah, we're planning on taking it around the world. And I was like, what can I do that's similar to like helping people? But, you know, I can do, you know, um, just nomadically, I guess, doing it from anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's so, amazing. I know. And I'm just so glad that like I connected with you and you agreed to be on the podcast because I just recently started learning about human design and I went on YouTube to look up like projectors, you know, like tell me about projectors. And then you did, um, you were doing a reading. I forgot who it was for. Missy. And, yes, it was for Missy. Exactly. And I just like, just your voice and the way that you like interpreted her chart, I thought was so beautiful mm. and eloquent and charming and just like insightful. And I was like, uh, I need to contact this girl. I'm so glad you did I'm really glad you did and yeah for me like why I utilize the systems of human design and astrology it's a way to get more intimate with yourself it's a way to understand who you are and I've always loved connecting with people I've always loved in any kind of 
like working role I've had, it's all connecting with people and wanting people to feel seen and really getting at that deep level. And I find that these systems, these astrological systems are such a beautiful tool to do that where you can see someone's soul. And often people after a reading, they say to me, they're like, I feel like you know me better than everybody in my life. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> and it's just the chart, you know, it's, it's these codes that we're all born with. We all have a soul contract. We all have these unique codes that we get to play out. And I'm just so passionate about helping people and supporting people really just to remember that they can be the, the individual that they were born to be. And mm. Right, right. And so can you tell a little bit um, to our audience, like, what exactly is human design? (laughs) Just like a little breakdown. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's it's so complex. It's so complex, but it's quite simple. Um, I'll break it down into really, like, basic terms. Human design is a combination of several different astrological systems. Some are more ancient, but these are all esoteric systems that look to your birth, place, time, city, location, year, all of those things to see the unique imprint you were impacted with based on the astrological impacts, based on the chakra system, based on the location and the meridians of where you were born and how that's impacting your energy. So human design, I like to say it's like if we're all supercomputers if every person on this planet is a supercomputer you're born Mm -hmm. with your own blueprint your own software and human design is like looking at that software how do you best make choices how do you best follow routines how do you align with your life purpose and things like this wow wow and so prior to learning about human design I was really into astrology but after learning about human design and kind of like you know, reading into my chart a little bit, um, I just, it, it seems like it's way more practical, I guess, or like mm-hmm. easier to like input into your life as opposed to astrology alone. Like yes. it gives you more of a blueprint, like you were saying. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does break it down into a very practical setting. And I think it's because human design starts to bring into the conversation like your body it works with the seven chakras and actually extends it to nine chakras so it starts to look at how's your energy physically moving through your body whereas astrology it's it's beautiful and it is a part of human design but it's it's kind of off in the stars right yeah yes (laughs) but human design is like how do you bring this into the centers of your body your energy centers how you um get energized which makes it more practical for sure yes okay so what i wanted to ask you so basically this podcast is all about you know turning a painful experience into peace power and purpose and i know with human design this is really impacted so many people in such a wonderful way. Um, But what I'm slowly doing is what I told you is kind of transitioning into um, relationships and intimacy. So having people kind of share their experiences in terms of that. But before I ask you about relationships, how has human design impacted your life? Like where did you first learn about it? Where were you prior to learning about it? And how has it like empowered you? That's such a good question. Um, well, my journey began actually with Mayan astrology. My roots are in Mayan ah. astrology in the Mayan calendar. And this crossed my path right in the beginning of 2014. And it took me, took me down a really deep rabbit hole of 
wanting to become my truest self. I just, I had my reading done very randomly by this woman I met while I was backpacking through New Zealand and it shook my world and cracked me open in all of these ways. Mm. And it was like, that started a chain reaction, it seemed like. And I spent the next year getting deeply ingrained into mind astrology, learning it inside and out until I could breathe it every single day and read anybody around me. Um, And then I kept seeing this book um, and the book was called Gene Keys. Maybe you've heard of Gene Keys. It's actually an offshoot of human design. Mm. And I saw it everywhere I went in the most random places at cafes, at strangers' homes and bookshops in the middle of nowhere. And I said, okay, what's this book? And um, because it's an offshoot of human design, I, I backtracked to human design and I started learning about that. And when I dove into human design head first, it was probably in the start of 2015, um, maybe at the end of 2014, I noticed it was having a very big shift on how I practically showed up in the world. And it actually was the catalyst in me becoming an entrepreneur. Up until that point, I had just been kind of doing odd jobs and following my passions and just trying to make it work. But when I started learning the ins and outs of my own personal human design and diving into trainings and courses and studying and learning it and practicing it, I started noticing this, um, this part of me come online that wanted to be sharing and empowering others in this way. So I feel like human design was a big catalyst in me stepping into my capital W work, you know, mm. my life purpose work of being a, um, being a support for other people to step into their, into their gifts. Um, it also did greatly support me in my relationships. I was able to understand my interpersonal dynamics so much more, especially in relationships, um, which will be exciting to talk about. Um, yeah. Yeah. It shifted a lot for me, to be honest, Jessica. Um, It was a really big catalyst for me because it took me deeper into myself and it gave me permission to live in the way that felt most real for me. It was like a permission slip to myself to say, yes, you can do that. Right, right. And it's like, I mean, you know, there's so many teachings that, you know, we can follow in this lifetime, right? And it's it's interesting, too, because like you say that about, um, is it Mayan astrology or... Yeah, the Mayan the Mayan dream spell is what wow. it's called. Wow, I have to read into that too. That sounds really awesome. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's not a lot of things that you resonate. Like, there's so many things we can come across, but it's not a lot that we we resonate with. And the fact that, like, first of all, you had those signs with that book, right? It just appearing in all these random yes. places. Like, that's such a sign. Um, but anyways, I'm getting off track. But I think that. Uh, <laughs> I think that, yeah, I, I'm just so fascinated with this human design and I just can't stop reading it and learning about it because I, I really do. It's it's just, it's a beautiful thing to identify with and it's almost like it's giving you permission to, I mean, yeah, it's just like giving you permission to get to know yourself on a different level and like be a different way in the world. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to, tr- to try that. So with your clients that you've had, um, and, you know, the readings that you give them, do they usually have really good um, uh, experiences with that? Like, do they apply your your teachings and readings into their life? And have they had, yeah, good experiences with that after? Yeah, I've had a lot of people. I tend to, I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's just something about what I draw into people. I tend to draw on a lot of people who want to work on the areas of um, more self-expression in their life mm. and also accessing more vitality like in their whether it's their body or their relationships just feeling more vibrant and I've had a lot of people 
after, even just after their 45 minute reading, check back in with me a month later. And then two months later, be like, wow, I started integrating this and I've noticed this shift and I've started showing up in this way. Um, I actually haven't ever received, I don't want to sound like, <laughs> um, but I, I, I haven't ever received someone who was like, that was right, I enjoy right. that. Everybody <laughs> I've done a reading for, um, when they give me feedback, they, they share how it's just taken them deeper into the truth of themselves. Often people will tell me that they cry mm-hmm. listening to the reading because mm-hmm. I honestly think people are drawn to human design because like you said, there's so many tools out there that, that, um, are available yeah. for us. And I think what sets human design apart is it's not like going to someone and um, outsourcing your, your energy saying, Oh, I, I want to be more like you. It's like, I want to be more like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. So that's a lot of the feedback I get from people is like, wow, I feel more like myself than I ever have, Yeah, which for me is like what it's all about. Yeah. And I've been following your Instagram and I think it's so beautiful, like your expressions, especially with dancing. And I was actually, I've been dancing more. I haven't recorded it and like tagged you because yes. I'm like, oh God, Jessica, because the way, when you release, like I, the, if someone saw the way I danced, it would be like, why is she like, like, what is it called? Um, Oh my God. Like, does she need an exorcism or something? <laughs> like, it's so wild, but it feels so good and free. And you really um, inspired me to do that and just let go. But when I, I noticed that when I put a camera though, you change like I change I'm not as you know I'm, I'm more focused on the camera do you have any um like suggestions for that does that happen to you or not really um it did happen to me in the beginning because I, I have a YouTube channel and I started it in like maybe three and a half four years ago and I remember when I first started making videos I was so aware of yeah I had all of this imposter syndrome and I had to make sure I was wearing the exact yeah. right thing and I, was, I would cut videos and edit them. And I was so, um, I was very like harsh on myself. And mm-hmm. I think with practice, it became more comfortable, but I would say a suggestion. I was actually talking to one of my clients about this the other day is that if you can have an intention for your dancing, um, so you, you move what's there for you, right? So if what you're feeling is like anger and this exorcism, like yeah. release, you can have uh-huh. an intention, like, my intention is to release and that is Uh, my intention that's what I'm focused on too and really drop into that for a good like three four five minutes and mm. then I often see the camera it's like an extension of me I'm like maybe going a little bit deep but I'll try to keep it kind of grounded (laughs) I see that whoever watches my video whoever watches my dancing in some way, shape, or form, you know, they're they're a reflection of me. Whether they enjoy it or don't enjoy it, it's some reflection of me. So if I can be comfortable with myself in this space, um, that allows me to feel more comfortable with my my sharing. Um, mm. That's been an ongoing journey, though. Right. No, it totally is. And so sometimes, and that I love how you said that, first of all. But, like, yeah, sometimes when I'm dancing or I'm doing something expressive, and part of me is, like, I'd love to share this with people, like, on my page, you know, because – it's kind of, it's a way to inspire others and like uh, give others an invitation to, to do it too. Like, Oh, she's doing it. So maybe I can do it too, you know? Um, But then it's almost like, wow, this is also so sacred and personal. Is that something I want to share with the world? But how do you feel about that? Because it seems like you're very open to sharing these like expressions of yours. 
Yeah, and it, it I, this is a question that I have, I have found myself in quite a few times and still do sometimes. It's yeah. that balance of sacredness and um, and influence, and I think it's important to ask that question. We don't want to not be asking that question as um, influencers of any kind, whether we have our own personal blog we're sharing or whether we have a, a community and a following. Um, it's good to be aware of that, and I all th- I think it really comes back to the intention and. I a huge part of my life that I'm stepping more and more into is I see that um, the role that I can share is a role of being a catalyst. And sometimes <laughs> my dancing is just for me. And I, I tell people actually, what you see on my Instagram yeah. is only about 10% of right. what I'm doing in my right. own life. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, and this is how human design has been really helpful. It, it helps me tune into my body and my response because I'm a generator. And it, it tells me, it's like, Kelly, this wants to be shared. And I take my ego out of it. I'm like, okay, share this. And sometimes it's like, nope, Kelly, this is just for you. And I'm like, okay, great. This is just for me. Um, but when I feel like I have a very big energy moving through me, whether it's anger, sadness, often that's an indicator for me that some of it wants to be shared and overflowed into um, my, my portals, you know, my platforms, YouTube, Instagram, uh, so it's really a personal right. discernment, I think. Right, which is like the whole journey too, right, is learning how to discern and know like what feels right, what doesn't for you personally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, and so, yeah, so in terms of in terms of relationships, so you said you're a generator, I'm a projector, there's uh, the reflector, yeah. there's the generating awesome. manifester. <laughs> Yes, manifesting generator and manifester. Yes, five types. There's five types. And in terms of relationships, so how does that, how can that help your relationship, knowing your type, knowing your chart, your partner's chart? Like how can that, um, yeah, how can, can that help you like find compatible partner and just, you know, experience love in a healthier way by knowing human design? Yeah, it's um, it's so interesting. I, I'm an advocate for believing that any type can be with another type. I don't think it's like um, so black and white, like manifestors should never be with projectors. I think that it can always work, but there are things to be aware of. And the two biggest things when it comes to your relationship compatibility is your aura type and your strategy and authority. So each of the five types has unique auric field and a unique way of engaging with life so by knowing your own way of living your truth you're knowing what your auric field naturally is doing to the people around you and to yourself and knowing your way of engaging with life with your energy it can help set you up to know yourself better and then when you know your partners you can be aware of theirs and unless you have the same exact type um to be more compassionate of differences. And within human design, there are certain um, types that are more compatible. For example, I would say one of the most compatible types, we're we're exemplifying it right now, is the generator-projector oh, dynamic. interesting. <laughs> okay, and why is that? Well, a projector has an aura. You have the aura, Jessica, that is penetrative, it's absorbing. You are so open to taking in the people and the environment around you. You're built to understand the mechanics of energy that's operating around you, whether it's in 
the space you're in or the room you're in or the group you're in or with a client or with a friend or a partner, you have this capacity to really mm. see and go in to what's right in front of you. Now, a generator has the aura of being open and enveloping to what's happening around them, opening up. So we have this, you could say it's like a very natural feminine and masculine dynamic, like we have in all relationships, whether they're um, a man and a woman, a woman and a woman, a man and a man, there, there is this balance, this yin and yang of openness and um, mm. like penetration. So generators hold the space of being open and saying, wow, I want to share my energy with life. I want to receive life. I want to connect. And a projector comes in and says, I want to see, I want to understand. I want to dive in. So there can be a really beautiful harmony between these oh, two types. Yeah, does that make totally sense? totally does. And now I'm just thinking, so I'm a projector. I'm splenic with splenic uh, authority. And my boyfriend is also a projector, but he's, is it self-reflected or self to self-projected yeah and so I've noticed so can you tell me a little bit about that combination (laughs) if you know anything okay of course well I was gonna say another really great combo is when types are with the same type so a projector and a projector relationship can be really beautiful as well because you can both be compassionate that you are very perceptive of each other and aware of what's going on and that creates some like a very cohesive Um, So projector and projector can also be a really beautiful flow. However, you, not however, but looking at you having your splenic authority because there are five different authority types for projectors. And the authority is giving you an insight into how you take direction within yourself. So for you, your splenic center is your authority, meaning that you're really guided Mm -hmm. by your instincts. You're really guided by this, this primitive, intuitive gut hunch it's very silent and subtle and you need stillness to be able to tune into that and sometimes you don't even know why you know what you know Mm. you just know and yeah that resonate I have to become more in tune with it though because I think when you've just been going all your life without really listening to it it's um you know it really takes some practice to to start honing in on it Yeah. Yeah. And um, not to, I'll try not to derail too much, but projectors, for any projectors listening, um, I don't say this to sound like, uh, but projectors can be susceptible to the most conditioning. Right. Because you want to take in your environment, you want to understand what's happening. So from a very young age, when you're being given things that are against your true nature, you, you want to learn it, you want to understand it, but then that can kind of condition you into the opposite way of being that's not really in alignment with who you are. Um, that doesn't mean you can't decondition, but yeah, you're so open as a projector that it, it does take that, um, that time to slow down, rest, give yourself lots of space, give yourself lots of play so that you can reconnect to that innate yeah essence yeah definitely and something what I've noticed too with projectors also can you hear me because I feel like it keeps um cracking I don't know if it's on if it's coming from me or from you you but but can you hear me right now oh okay good 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 I can hear you okay yeah Yeah. so what I've noticed with projectors you're you know dating my boyfriend um because we're both you know we have all those open centers um and we tend to like you know take in or not take in but like penetrate in each other's energies or each other's like aura it's um 
It's almost yes. like, how does that work? Because, because we aren't energy beings, right? We need to get energy from like the outside world and from other people and generators. Um, yes. And I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. This is just like from what I've been reading. <laughs> so, okay, good. So it's like, you how sound does, great. <laughs> how does a couple, like a two projectors together, how can they like sustain their relationship energy wise if they need this energy from the outside world like what can they do for example yes uh that's a really great point that you make and I think it's about both of you being empowered in your own arenas of life because projectors naturally came to this planet to be allied in some way shape or form you came with a certain skill that others don't have that you're here to share a certain way in which you can shine your light and I think where projector projector relationships can get really sticky is when like you said they're constantly interpenetrating each other's auras and it gets really messy so when you have your like you have your platform you have this podcast you have your community your clients when you are showing up as a guide and some kind of authority in your life that's outside of the relationship that gives you this juicy energy that you can bring to your partner. And I think that for projector projector relationships, it's really important that the goal of the relationship and the intention of the relationship is centric around the theme of either like play or rest or joy. It's like when you come together, just enjoy being together. See a relationship as an act of deconditioning. How can we play? How can we access more joy right now? How can we slow down? How can we be more present? Let's go for a walk in nature. Let's go to a concert. Like things that fill your cups up together is the best way to go about that in a in a duo. Oh, that sounds really cool. And that all resonates because once like when we do do those things, it's like it really does. It feels like we're way more in tune with each other for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you don't you don't have to guide each other. Projectors are here to guide others. And I think that where some relationship struggles can happen is when projectors are trying to over guide their partner, overcompensate for their oh partner. Oh my god. You know what I mean? Home right now. You totally hit home right now. Yeah. yeah. So so <laughs> true. He's and he's all he's like not really like whenever I try to give him guidance, he does not like it. <laughs> so I'm like, what's going on? That's interesting. Yeah. But it's yeah, very individualistic. So I think projectors are very like individuals, right? Like very, you know, yeah. 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 You need a lot of time alone. Uh, you need a lot of time to be able to immerse in your own aura and energy. And your partner, mm-hmm. uh, you said he's a self projected projector. So that is a very core difference between you. You're designed to be guided by your instincts and, you know, the nature of what's happening around you and the subtle vibrations of, you know, what's happening in your environment like an animal. And his authority Mm. is a sense of self. Like, who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? What's my direction? Wow, that is so cool. So, wow. I mean, holy moly. Okay, so when you do (laughs) just what? (laughs) <laughs> I like ask you a million questions, but so when you do a reading with someone and you said that you were kind of, um, you were doing more readings in terms of like relationships, are you focusing a little bit more on that now or what kind of readings? I mean, you probably do it across the board, but what do you, what do you like to focus on when you do readings for people? 
my pat my biggest passion for working with people that's continuing to emerge is so I do offer my 45 minute recorded readings where people get a comprehensive look at their whole chart but what I'm really passionate about is is the realm of expression like how can you allow more of your expression Mm -hmm. to come online and how that can take space in your career if you want to become an entrepreneur if you want to bring more zest to your work and your relationships and really um, connection to one sensuality. Like what's your unique way of being embodied in your essence? And cause that's only going to support mm. your relationship. So I love working with people in relationships and I've, I've done many relationship readings with astrology, with mine, with human design, but I've seen that the primary ingredient in any kind of relationship dynamic is how connected is the man, the woman or the woman and the woman to their own radiance, to their own expression, to their own sensuality. And that's great. Going wow. To impact and the so can you give us just a little, like, um, a little, like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Just a little, like, uh, I guess some information on each type and how they can connect back to themselves. Like yeah. how can the manifester connect to themselves, etc. Yeah. That's, yeah, let's do that. That's awesome because that's really the biggest thing to human design because human design can go so complex. You can look at I the know, diet which type, I the manifestation know type, all of these things. Type. But... I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so, but with the types, this is really the foundation. It's like, if, you don't, if you're not anchored in your type, it's hard to solidify the other pieces. So let's start with the least common, yeah. the most rare, which is reflectors, which make up one percent of the population and a way that a reflector can come home to themselves can reconnect to their innate essence is really through connecting to more of the cosmic energy of life i i have worked with quite a few reflectors actually and my mom is a reflector and she's so naturally drawn to nature and animals in the wild and watching wildlife documentaries and looking at the moon and this is really what guides a reflector is Uh, the moon cycle, this 28 day cycle of the moon. So I would say that if any reflector is looking to deepen in their power and their empowerment and their essence to connect with moon cycles and to start to become more aware of even Mm. like maybe studying astrology, studying different aspects that take them more into like Mm -hmm. a spiritual connection with life. Beautiful. Empowered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the next most rare type is manifestors manifestors make up nine percent of the population so it's still actually really rare it doesn't seem like it is but it is um when you say manifestor you think like a lot of people are but a lot of people actually aren't and for a manifestor it's really about (laughs) if man if you're a manifestor feeling disempowered in your life honestly the best thing is to break some rules and try something new just for the sake of knowing that you can do whatever you want (laughs) Uh, of course if it's not if it's not like harming anybody or disrespectful to anybody or any kind of thing um, manifestors really thrive when they feel like they are initiating their own lives and a trap that manifestors can sometimes get caught in is is being afraid to be that person because maybe others don't like it or they're afraid of being rejected but to like a a good analogy is like to throw spaghetti Mm, on the wall just to see uh if it sticks Just to go for it and and try things that excite them and make them feel connected to their, the initiator in them, the yang in them, that masculine energy in them to 
to go for it and take life by the horns. And that can be in small ways or in big ways. I, I often suggest, you know, start Interesting. with something that's manageable. So would reflector um, be more feminine? Okay. And then manifest yes. because they're more oh, action-oriented, yes. they're more masculine. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. It's really beautiful to look at it in this dynamic, actually. And that adds to the, the whole conversation with relationships. But I would say that by far, reflectors are very feminine manifestors are very masculine they can be feminine as well mm. but they're built to be kind of like okay. action oriented in in bursts uh, they don't have the same energy as a generator but when they want to do something they can go full throttle okay. and then rest and recover and then we have you we have projectors we have all of our projectors and i would say projectors are there's actually quite a balance to projectors because it's about being receptive to the invitation. There's a very feminine quality from the get-go. It's like you have to be in a state of receptivity in order to attract invitations mm. your way. However, once that invitation comes, you can step into your masculine and penetrate and be very Oh, directive. interesting. I've never heard it that way. So once you receive the invitation, then you can like allow that masculine energy to to do your thing right <laughs> like okay I've been invited now I'm gonna I'm gonna yes, get to work <laughs> yes okay yes yeah and you're also built to work in mm, in bursts mm-hmm. and intervals um so I would say like a way that projectors can come back home to their innate radiance and essence is to honestly like just accept whatever mm. is happening for them in life whether they're in a space of they're in the incubator waiting for the invitation or if they're powerfully acting upon an invitation to, to be able to enjoy the process for projectors. I think the most understated thing is play <laughs> like to let themselves just enjoy it. Like a child. Um, I, I really, I like to use yeah. metaphors. I find it sometimes helpful to put it all into place. If you think of there's like two parents right in there and the mom is pregnant with the baby. They know the baby's coming. There's a, there's a level of expectancy and excitement but they don't rush the baby. <laughs> They're enjoying the lead up. It's like, how can we enjoy the lead up of this baby coming into our lives and coming Earthside? And that's kind of the, the game for a projector. It's like, you know, your invitation's going to come. How can you live in such a way where you have full trust that the right invitations are going to come your way? So you just enjoy yourself. You peacock out in the world. You shine your stuff. And then when the invitation comes and the baby bursts, then you can take the action and care and nurture uh, but really just mastering that balance Wow, of and it's really like, because for a lot of us, it's just trusting that the invitation is going to come, right? Like, how do we know that it's oh, going to come? I mean, you know, so, but you're right. It's, <laughs> it's all about putting that intention out into the world. And, um, but yeah, for projectors, like, how would you, how, what would you suggest if people are like, well, when is this invitation going to come? I would suggest anything that takes you back mm. to the presence of your being, um, which can sound really annoying right. because in the generator world. It's right. like, go, 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 go. But projectors really thrive when they can um, let go. I mean, pr- our projectors are the masters of energy. They're the energy alchemists. You're here to know how to read energy. So how do you put yourself in a position to be invited to do that for others? by doing it with yourself, you know, learn how to be the master of your own energy, take up a meditation practice. Or if you notice you start getting really antsy and anxious, do some breath work or go for a walk or 
do something that's fun that you enjoy, Um, like find ways to master your own energy. And that's what will actually draw people to you because they're like, wow, you know, Jessica, she really knows what she's doing there. Or I really love how that person takes such good care of themselves. I feel Mm, like I could learn something. Got what you're saying. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. And um, okay. And then there's manifesting generators. Yes. So manifesting generators, it's, it's kind of like a hybrid. By nature, they are a generator. They have a, a generator sacral. So that is a very predominant feature of their energy dynamic, their mechanism. But they have this hybrid quality of being able to have more foresight, to have more of a manifester way of looking at the world than a generator does. So as a manifesting generator, it's about listening to the sacral response, noticing what things you attune with and feel a yes to and what things you do not attune with and you feel a no to, but also allowing your gaze to stay 10 steps ahead. This is what sets a manifesting generator apart from a generator. A manifesting generator is like um, like a custom sports car that has all these gear shifts that you can shift and change the throttle. And once they hit that sweet spot of their sacral and they're like, ah, yes, uh-huh, I want to do this. They can go full throttle and zoom towards their end goal. They're able to skip steps. They're able to um, have more of like a, a future-focused vision. And how does that pertain uh, to relationships? So, like when they find, yeah. you know, like looking for a, a partner, what would you say? Because I have a client right now and she's a, a manifesting generator and I've just been trying to study human design to see like how I can help her in terms of her situation with, overcoming her toxic dating patterns and trying to like move on what would you suggest for her (laughs) yeah it's um as a manifesting generator in relationships it's about getting getting really well versed with Ah. the vision and the dream of what they want their relationship to be like it doesn't have that again this can be further explored by some mechanics of their personal chart um, to give insight into how they manifest things but a manifesting generator will really uh, benefit by writing a list oh like I want a partner mm-hmm. who I feel like this with and we have this kind of life and we live in this kind of way yes. and we treat each other like this and he or she has these kinds of qualities like have the vision of what they want their relationship to be and how they want to feel within it and then come back to the sacral moment to moment yes or no um and that will support them to call in that kind of relationship Mm. if they keep their focus their attention on what it is they do beautiful beautiful yeah and I've totally noticed that with like that specific type the vision is always like the driving force in their life yeah yeah and it can be you know manifesting generators can sometimes feel really challenged because it's like red light green light <laughs> like the sacral's like mm. slow down wait for the response but the manifester in yes. them is like i'm ready to go do it so it's also patience is really beautiful for them in relationships and they i think that a lot of manifesting generators find that when they have their vision and they have their dream but then they surrender and let it go it comes to them so much more mm. quickly um to trust in their process to use their energy with what's available for them now that is fulfilling them. And that just keeps drawing in. It like magnetizes the good thing to them because they are so present with what they're doing while holding the vision of what they want and saying no right. to anything that's less than that. 
which is a, a hard thing in relationships, you know, if we have toxic exactly. patterns, to be able to say no if something's not ah, actually. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have her listen to this podcast because that was, that was good. She's going to have to get a reading <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, cool. Have, did we leave any other ones? Did we talk about generators, what they can do for themselves? Yeah. Uh, generators is the final type that we haven't looked at. And for generators, it's really about believing that you can have the kind of life you want to have. You can live a life where you're satisfied and moment to moment, even though sometimes it may feel like a slow process, choosing what feels expansive in their body, choosing what their body is drawn to. I I consider generators are like tuning forks and they walk through this world and they have this resonance. They know on a physical level maybe if there's a lot of conditioning it's harder to feel that sacral but their body knows if something's going to expand their energy and make them more satisfied or if it's going to contract them and make them frustrated so for a generator it's about honestly it's about choosing their worthiness about remembering their worthiness through doing things that feel good and knowing that the better they feel the more they're going to have to give and the more they're going to open themselves up to magnetize towards them projects, people, relationships that they can successfully invest their energy in and be remunerated. So it's really a thing about self-worth for generators, knowing that they are worthy to feel good. They are worthy to treat themselves. They are worthy to be happy mm. and shiny and trust their bodies is the, is the biggest thing to really ground wow. back into. Wow. Beautiful. That is so beautiful. And so when you do these readings for couples, because you, you do the couples readings, right? Cool. So when you do the couples readings, can you just tell us a little bit about that process um, in case someone, you know, wants to do this reading with you in case I want to do this reading with you? What exactly is this process when you compare the charts? What do you start with? What do you end with? (laughs) I love to start with uh, having both of the charts up next to each other. And because I I personally, and it's in my own chart, I have this capacity to um, like kind of just pick up on words and and little intuitive bits by looking at a chart so I often start with that and I'll see Mm. what comes through intuitively about the two charts but the things that make each each person unique and potential things that can both challenge and support the relationship just really seeing that and then I would go into the type and see how you can support each other's auras and how you can um, like both give each other space but also have a really beautiful way of coming together and merging auras because any any of the types can merge auras but it, it takes a level of awareness on each person's part on each relationship person's part um then what would well to be honest it really depends on the people because yeah. often people yeah. have questions <laughs> they're like we need to know how to respark <laughs> our romance because it's right. getting really dry and dull or we always right. fight about this one thing or it's... we this or that or or we want to build a business together, how can we do this successfully? Like it's, it's about what the intention of the couple is that will really flavor the reading. And I always like to ask that from the couple. It's like, what right. do you guys want to get out of this? What is it that you really want for your relationship? And then I can use the charts to feed that and uh, flesh that out and give like supporting 
uh, yeah. instruction. So that's so interesting. <laughs> so say, for instance, a couple came to you and they were like, oh, we want, we want, you know, to experience more intimacy, like affection. What part, like what um, yeah. center is that associated with? And like, yeah, like where would you start with that? The first thing I'd actually start with is there's a way that you can see your sensory type in your human design. We all have a unique sensory type, a way in which our senses oh. are most stimulated and how we, are, we become like most receptive to emotion and feeling. And this is a really powerful gateway to see um, how people can like support each other's senses, how in a couple, in a relationship, they can support each other's feeling space. Because often when we know how to support another to feel, that's what opens up space for more intimacy and passion and romance and like wow. sensuality. So is that a certain um, gate or is that like something completely that you can't? It's actually very different. It's um, it's just in the deep oh mechanics of the gosh. chart. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And there's another piece I would look at that's super fascinating. And I actually was just working with the previous client on this and she had a huge relationship breakthrough within herself and her partner uh, by looking at if you have your human design chart up, as we said in the beginning of this, astrology is a big part of human design. And if you've seen your chart, there are these two columns on either side of your chart. And they have all these numbers and symbols. Yes. Yeah. You've seen this? Yeah. So I also look to each person's venus and Mm -hmm. mars position because venus shows the way that you engage in relationship equality love and pleasure and mars shows how you channel more of your um like your sensual passion Mm -hmm. your sexual aggressive what's your intimacy style Mm -hmm. in that sense so everybody has both a conscious and an unconscious venus and mars which is so fascinating because we can have these unconscious patterns playing out in our relationships but we can bring them in the light so we can understand them better which is often wow not like you know in astrology oh well my my pisces is in venus is that the same thing in human design or is that does it fall differently in human design or calculated okay it falls differently it falls into one of the oh, one of the 64 gates gotcha okay Wow, it's like so yeah. intricate and like just so different, you know, but it's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's yeah, it's like if you were to take our insides and bring them out and look at the metaphysical energetic qualities of them, it's like that's what human design is. Inside, we are incredibly complex beings, right? We have all of these these DNA strands yeah. and these neurons and these endocrine glands and we have these organs but they all just work and flow and they're sending messages. So human design is a way of like taking those internal things and looking at the psychological aspects of them and bringing more of our conscious awareness to them right. so that we can, um, I guess, I guess grow. Right. Which is so beautiful. And that's what I think is so magnetizing about human design because every person that I have looked up, like I've seen so many YouTube videos. I've been listening to so many podcasts. I've like watched all of your YouTube videos, (laughs) like, but everyone that I come (laughs) across that talks about human design, they're so like smart. It's like this, it's like this, um, like just the way they talk, they're just so self-aware and it, it's from human design and how this tool allows you to like dive deep into your subconscious and, you know, your shadow and like mm. really understand human behavior and like human personality. It's just such a, 
fascinating and just intellectual um like tool to to learn about you know yeah yeah and I think that's why I really got into it my my mercury position which is how you communicate and how you like to understand is in Mm. Scorpio and it's also in the 10th house so I love going into the intricate details of consciousness and psychology and human design really hits the nail on the head that yeah. the nail on the head for me yes. in that regard and it also has space for and I'm sure you notice like listening yeah. to different podcasts watching different YouTubes people take oh, yeah. on the system in a different way because it's like we you merge with it in your own way and then it opens up intuition to come through and insights to come through that maybe aren't actually limited to human design by working with the system, you know, and that's been a big impact on my life. It's allowed me to open up more parts of my consciousness to understand things. Totally. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh my God. Yeah, no. And I just love all the different interpretations. Like everyone has this different, you know, interpret interpretation of, um, you know, what they're learning and what they're experiencing and how it can pertain to their life and the different types. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's definitely so beautiful. And there's also a lot of like past life talk around human design, which I mean, mm. that's for another time, but like, I think that's so interesting. <laughs> so into past lives and it's so cool that human design, uh, you know, how that's like a part of it, I guess. Yeah. It, it goes so deep. It goes as deep as you want. And some people like, and all of my clients are different and it's so beautiful as well to just feel their energy because some people, all they really need to live the life they want to live is knowledge of their aura yeah. and their strategy and authority. And then you get some people who want to go all in and they're like, all right, Kelly, can you teach me how oh. I can do this for my clients? Like it's, it's just, so and do you do that too? To, for do you teach have... people? Oh. Yes. That's something I'm, that's a new uh, offering that I'm launching in 2020 in springtime is going to be um, like empowering others to read charts because I think that this wisdom it's it's so versatile it can be used in health it can be used in business it can be used in relationships and there's such a an influx right now of people sharing their gifts I think it's a way to kind of oh my god I want to sign up wait so tell us a little bit so is this going to be like an (laughs) online platform that you're going to meet uh, like online once a week or like I mean you probably don't want to tell all the details yet but what exactly is like the format okay. a little a little <laughs> teaser sneak peek is that yeah it will be an online journey and it'll cool. be in a group setting so that we can practice and learn with each other with an online community so that you can practice throughout the week different modules and workbooks and for a certain amount of weeks um, just learning what you need to know so that we'll be using the context of one's own chart which will then empower them learning all of those basics to go and read others' charts. So it's kind of Beautiful. like you're learning about yourself and getting the tools to know how to then that replicate that. That is awesome. So cool. Yay. I'm looking forward to that. And so how can the audience find you? What are your different platforms? Um, yeah, if you can share that with us. And then I can also, I'm going to put that information in the show notes so people can find that. Awesome. Yeah. So I have a active YouTube channel where I'm looking to be posting a bit more come the springtime and it's called when the stars aligned and I post about human design on there. And I also do a lot with embodiment expression. Um, I do different art forms. I do astrology. It's really a conglomeration of the things I'm passionate about. 
but there's a lot of human design on there and I have an Instagram and the handle is when the stars aligned underscore and I also have a website when the stars where you can find my blogs and different content I have a shop where I'm going to be adding some more things and videos for purchase and my offers. so cool yes I am so so glad that I came across you and I, I know that this information is going to be I don't think that I don't my audience doesn't know too much about human design I don't think so like this is just going to be such I, I hope that they're as excited as I was when I learned about this um and I'm just so glad that you came on and just shared your beautiful insight and knowledge with us. We're super grateful for that, Kelly. Yeah, thank you, Jessica. I, was, I felt a safe yes in my oh, body when you oh, asked good. me. So, uh, <laughs> I'm really glad we're here and I have a feeling that there's going to be I know, be because after I invited you, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm supposed to wait for the invitation, but like, wait a second. <laughs> so... Well, okay. just a little tidbit there, because you may have quite a lot of projectors in your following mm. because you are a projector. And projectors yes, so true. Projectors. Um, projectors don't always have to wait for the invitation. That's a little a little bit I'll live. If it, if it feels really good in your bones and your body and you feel your energy opening around someone and you feel that uh, their energy is already open, yeah. there's nothing wrong with putting out an invitation. Um, it's just... It, uh, be aware of like the forcing of an invitation but if it feels open if it feels good if it feels flowing you don't always okay have to okay <laughs> yeah and I think I learned I, I kind of got a little uh uh I think I learned that a little bit through what someone else was talking about like if the energy seems open then it's okay but I'm glad that you yeah. reiterated that because that's really really helpful and I'm sure I do have a lot of projectors because I've asked all of my friends like my close ones <laughs> I was like tell me what your birthday is blah 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 and they're they're all projectors it's insane (laughs) it's insane yeah projectors because you need Uh, your crew as a projector you need your support system so often projectors kind of walk together which is so beautiful (laughs) well thank you so much again and um that's just so cool you're in Mexico and I just yeah I'm like uh I'm excited for all the things that you have coming up and keep us oh I'm going to be following you anyways but yes for those of you that are listening definitely check out her you know her page her Instagram page it's so inspiring and if you want a reading like she's the girl and I Thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. I hope that you gained some wisdom from it that you can apply into your own life. If you could please subscribe and leave me a rating or a review, that would mean so much to me. And stay tuned for next time.